Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I'm Orion Lavelle. And I'm Travis Mattingly. And we're talking about more devils today on this episode of Tooth and Nail, a monstrous podcast, the podcast that you're listening to right here, right now. No time to waste. None? None. <laughs> no time. You're wasting time. We've got to go. We've got to no, talk about the ice devil. We don't have time to do an intro. Let's go. Oh, okay. No, it's, it's like a, it's a devil. I'm so, mm, <laughs> I'm grumpy today. Yeah. I'm struggling. I, fe- I feel it. I got energy it. in the room. Ah. So, okay. So we're like halfway through devils probably. Yeah. <laughs> this was the one. This is the one. This yeah. is the one. I mean, like, it's good. So surprise. It's a good fight. There's not a lot of whatever. They did it. They, the bastards did it. They blew it up. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> this entire time I was like, oh, it's devils. They're like conniving or whatever. Like all the way up till now, I realized like we talk about, you know, badassifying the monsters. They fucking did it for this one to the lore. Oh, they didn't yeah. do it for the design. They did it for the lore. They're all like, this one likes to fight for honor and power. And I'm just like, give me the fucking one. The one that actually <laughs> does what the devils are supposed to do where it's corrupting mortals and it's cool. And instead, it's all like, I slay for the uh, Asmodeus. And I'm like, I just, even the way that this one's written, like, I'm just tired of it. Yeah. I'm struggling. This could be a grumpy episode. I'm struggling. <laughs> it's a decent fight, but, like, I'm tired of the decent fights. I just want the cool devil already. If you want, I'll take time during lore to read you why it's kind of cool. I just, here's <laughs> the thing. So, like, I understand. I understand that, like, the way that it's structured is we got all the cool lore in the first part and then the second part, but most of these monsters have been like soldiers so far. Yeah. And I don't know, like maybe I should have looked ahead a bit more and maybe it's just cause I'm grumpy today, but I'm like really starting to feel it. And I just like, I, I wonder how much of that is a cultural change, right? So like fifth edition came out in what, 2012, 2013, as I recall, I can't remember. I, in those days, right. This was like, pre-critical role this was pre like the contemporary view of dungeons and dragons as like a collaborative storytelling thing which like in retrospect may have been a flawed way for the continuum to go but like that's the way it is i think part of it is just like fifth edition was like oh you guys want to go back to dungeon crawling like old times here you go here's a bunch of monsters to fight and i just like maybe it was just bad timing that now all of a sudden we got back into the collaborative storytelling thing just when it like started to like phase out. Cause like 4E was mostly like war game light, right? Like it was kind of designed like a, a game game. You have like your encounter actions and your at will actions yeah. and it wasn't quite so complex and crunchy as I recall. This uh, is like purely anecdotal. Yeah, I, the only thing I've ever heard about it is that it's just battle heavy and it's hard to role play in is the I, only thing I've ever heard. Maybe it was the DM that I had, <laughs> but like I felt like 4th edition was a lot looser, right? Like skill challenges and whatnot were baked into it so that if you didn't want to do a lot of fighting, you didn't really have to. And like everybody's powers were really like flashy and whatever. It never, I never really quite felt like I had to strategize as much as I do in 5th edition. Which sucks because fifth edition was the one that I was like, eh, D and D combat, it's cool, but like I want to get into like the storytelling side. It's where and now we're in this place where you know the the cooperative storytelling thing is in vogue, and it's like what I'm jonesing for, and it's starting to get really frustrating to see <laughs> this kind of monster type that is supposed to be that, and it's just fucking warriors. It's doom. It's doom fighters, which like okay, doom fighters are good for when you're playing doom. 
but like, argh. well, it also sucks because we were doing the monster manual, which for fifth edition, the monster manual seems to be almost explicitly like here are monster battles. Yeah. Here are just kind of mostly loreless monsters for you to throw at your players. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a monster book. It's a fight book. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days we'll do Volos and Morden Cannons, which were, you know, created after the critical role culture turn or at least in the middle of it. And I wonder if I wonder if we'll get a different feel for those. I've like I've read through those books and I remember thinking they're a little bit more evocative in terms of monster design and lore stuff. I don't know about during the stat blocks if they do is the thing yeah. because those books counteracted by having 150 pages before all the stat yeah, blocks about that are lore just shit. lore shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean like all I can remember are like the top 10 monsters of each of those respective books so like obluxes are really fucking cool yeah and like cranium rats are really neat but i can't remember like how many this one i i like i bathe in the blood of honor and fight a construct that was made by a wizard yeah like three of those yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so i'm mad (laughs) i'm mad about it we're talking about the ice devil it's a big ice devil (laughs) That's not entirely true. It's like a demon, except it's a devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and that's, that's the other thing is I wish they were fucking like, why they, this could have been the way to differentiate demons from devils, but because fucking D&D lore is so into the blood war and has to view everything as like a soldier in this cosmic fucking I don't care. I just, mm, mm, I don't <laughs> care about the blood war. And D&D really wants me to care about the blood war and gives me a lot of soldiers for my really cool fucking blood war that I just don't care about. If they had given, and again, I I was reading the the wiki of information about this. If they'd given any of like the cool soldier information, this would be my favorite soldier. But yeah. As it stands, like I joked before we started, it looks like it's, I'm every other devil, but I don't like killing. I do it out of spite. And that's kind of all they give you. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So potent, yeah. powerful, powerful stuff. Whereas in the lore, this is like the epitome of the lawful soldier. Mm. They are very trusted, and they have a lot of shit about turning into pit fiends and mm. etc. Which but... I I guess we get indirectly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just feels really, really, really thick, right? Mm. Like very, like I I I'm a devil. <laughs> mm. Promotions, rank, station. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Before we before we finish this one, we have to like look through the rest and see how long this lasts. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, the next one, next one's imps. So I'm I got a good feeling about imps, and then the one after that is what lemurs, and that'll probably be fine, right? Like that'll be yeah, nice. Just... And then it's pit fiends, and you know, since maybe those since those guys are at the top of the food chain, maybe that's fine. And then it's fucking spine devils and they look an awful lot like i kill for rank and honor <laughs> and then it's fucking dinosaurs then we get into dinosaurs and that was it <laughs> i don't know why i gotta i wish i could go back in time and be like ryan you think that there's a lot of devils and that they're gonna be some cool trickster devils most of them are just soldiers in the fucking blood war it's because all of the devils that we can think of are npcs yeah or, or devil lords yeah <laughs> and that's like that blows I wish there were just a couple of like like Cambians, like some Cambian variants would have been really cool for this that are just like 
I'm, we're the guys that just go out and get more mortals. And we just, like, drink and fucking shit, and it's going to be cool. We have mechanical things for yeah. corrupting mortals. Yeah. Instead of having the DM have to schlub it all. Yeah. Just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Grump session. Grump session. So let's talk about what the ice devil looks like. It's a bug. It's a bug. It's a bug. It's a bug. It's a big blue bug. It looks, I kind of, it's fun. It's cute, right? Like, I kind of like the blue bug. Yeah. I, again, I think the art is kind of the, one of my, the thing I like most about the devil. It's like blue. It kind of reminds me of like a bionicle, <laughs> right? Like, it kind of looks okay. like, I, I don't, maybe it's because like the spindly silhouette. Bionicles never really had tails. But, like, the kind of, like, jagged yeah. quality of its it, shape reminds me of a bionicle. It looks like a toy I would have had for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I can, like, feel the weird rough plastic spikes on the tail, like, grabbing the whole, like, a Godzilla toy. Yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely, like, a kaiju quality. Maybe it's because it's just a massive insectoid kind of thing, but I'm getting kind of, like, a Power Rangers vibe from this <laughs> yeah. creature. Uh, so that's fun. It's totally blue, I, but it's like the nice steely icy blue where like, you know, it transitions to white on the on the places where light hits it. And that's that's fun and cool. It does look like a segmented kaiju bug monster with a big old ice spear. Yeah, with a very weird like <laughs> kind of flap hole section into yeah. the carapace of the body that the head is sticking out of yeah. on, a, on a little shitty neck. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's a trope in, like, insectoid monster design that I like. I kind of like the, like, collar <laughs> thing that they have. I can't, I don't totally understand what would be a good way to call it. it kind of like a robot. Like, it's got, like, the neck port. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, what's the... Oh no, like on a submarine. Oh, like a periscope? No, like a, <laughs> like a porthole or something. Yeah, like thinking. a viewport on the, <laughs> for the for the spine. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I it's, it's kind of a trope. I kind of like it. It's got the spikes that you would expect all along the back. It is like a kaiju basically. It's got the little grasshopper leg things or like cricket-esque leg things uh and they are spiked. And that is about it. I like how its mouth makes a frowny. Like, <laughs> it so it's got like mouth, the mandibles yeah. and then like the mouth itself on the <laughs> like inside is like. Kind of like a... <laughs> In fact, if you took out the mandibles, it would be like a. Oh! And I. That gives me some joy. It also has antenna, which is cool to me. Like, I. Because we'll find out later that these things have blind sense. Mm. And I like to think that it's because it has these antenna that just like react to vibrations around, which which is neat to me. Yeah. Uh, they also definitely have bangles. Uh, yeah, for sure. I cannot... <laughs> they stole the demon's bangles. I'm like trying, let me get like a closer look. Cause I do want to know if it's got its face on it. Just, uh, <laughs> the most interesting NPC of this section. Though. I don't think so. No. No. Well, it it's, is kind of... It's neat. They're, they're ornate, but... <laughs> they're ornate. They kind of look like they have the same texture as its like shoulder area. 
and I mostly just say that I, I mostly say that because I do like the idea that the devil jeweler is completely <laughs> like lacks the spark of creativity and is like, what do I put on this bangle? Yeah. Uh, this looks like you. There we go. There we go. That's perfect. Which is truth be told, the best thing to come out of devils is the <laughs> idea. Devils and demons is yeah, the person the, making. Then there's the guy working both sides yeah. in the middle of the river sticks. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there are two, right? Like one is his brother who can't tell a lie <laughs> and one is the demon who only lies and one of them like the one who can't tell a lie doesn't just can't just cannot think of anything and so just has to go with whatever is directly in front of them and then the demon one is like ah fuck it we'll do all kinds of crazy shit get a notepad right this time. yeah no dude steal it steal it put it in this one's my gift to you so yeah it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty i kind of like the eye color Right, like it, it's the got like the big, yeah, it's got like segmented, no, not segmented, but like insectoid, big old bug eyes, yeah. uh, and it's got like a, a nice, like caramel color, uh, and that's what I think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you'd like to see previous editions, yeah, show me basically just look at this picture four times, except in varying degrees of skinniness. Oh, that one's a little bit more spindly. They get spindlier as oh, you. Oh, I like that third edition one where the head is like too big it's like out on a, a yeah. stock of inside yeah. flesh yeah i like the proportions to the third edition one Ooh, second edition yeah the second if you look at the second and the third one they're pretty much like the same thing but like redrawn yeah which is neat yeah uh, well, the first edition's funny as always. <laughs> <laughs> he's got huge buff hands like <laughs> his buff hands <laughs> And his way too big eyes. They're like sticking out the side of his head. Holy shit. Yeah, so first edition's funny as always, but... Second... No, 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 Hold on now. Okay. It's not funny as always. That's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I like that. Not as much as Cloaker, but almost as much as Cloaker. His like left hand is upside down on the spear. Sure is. That's really good. <laughs> I don't want to... I feel like we're... I didn't want to breeze past. That's some good shit. First edition Ice Devil. <laughs> Is pretty funny. Also, like the tail is weird. Yeah, it looks it's like, like a, really an spiky. actual vine. Yeah, yeah, it's just my it's my butt vine. <laughs> it picks up the stuff I drop. Yeah, first edition is weird. Yeah, um, I do like second second edition. That's very pretty. I like the I that like quality that second he has, where it's like very, you know, sketch like. I think is a really cool aesthetic, especially if I were to find like a monster tome, that would be really cool. Yeah. Also, something I didn't notice until now. So, like, the legs on this thing, they, yeah. they read insectoid in this, but if you look back at second edition, they read, like, chicken legs. Yeah, same as in uh, first edition. They uh, First edition also had the little chicken legs <laughs> that are also, like, weirdly proportioned, like, Rob Liefeld chicken legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like the chicken legs. Honestly, like, if... And I know I've mentioned this a couple of times. I do think that, like... Maybe it. I I kind of like the chicken legs, mm -hmm. right? To help distinguish it more as like a not bug creature, right? Because like you could show this to me, and I could again. This is another monster where I could be like, oh, this is like a monstrosity. It hangs out in the underdark. Yeah. yeah. Although the chicken legs, to me, this one reads more, even more as a demon than a devil because of the thing that we have established where... Where devils or where demons are like animal-like. More like animorph-like. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that that's fair. I wish that most of these devils were different yeah. shaped. I mean, like Horn Devil, that's a devil. Aaron Yeez, that's a devil. Chain Devil, that works. 
I think, yeah, I but like Bone Devil, kind of demon. I, like I could see that as a demon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But without like going through all of these things, I got I. You know. I wish devils were more humanoid, but weird, and I wish demons were more animal, but weird. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, I wish that as well. And then we get bug. And then yeah, then there's just bug. And it does. It kind of looks like a demon, especially with that color palette. Like it's a lot brighter. It kind of reads more like a demon at the very least. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm grumpy. So like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That segmentation is good. Yeah. It's where the the segments should be, or at least where I believe the segment should be. I think. I won't pretend to be an expert. I, I don't, don't know anything. Know. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. In terms of the lore that we get, as mentioned, uh, it's mostly that they're, they they like promotion and they hate not getting a promotion. <laughs> the book tells us that they hang out mostly in the cold layers of hell, so Stygia and Kynes, which are, you know, it's appropriate, it's a nice devil. They are a greater devil, they serve as commanders. The book tells us, and I can't totally remember, it, it suggests that only pit devils are above them, so like they are second in command to, to pit fiends. Yeah, that seems to be the case, uh, based on all of this crap that I have read, yeah. Yeah, and so so they're second in command, they're, you know, they're so close to that golden apple in the sky, uh, and they are, they're working tirelessly, they want to get a bite out of that apple with the, the mandibles. The requirements for their promotion are, like, so specific and good, I'm mad, and, like, they don't take long to say, I'm mad that they're not in this, Yeah. because, like, the whole thing is that in the ninth circle of hell, there are always exactly 9,999 of these things patrolling okay. the skies. Cool. They're just always there. Yeah. And they have to serve 777 consecutive days without failure to be able to be put on a list to be promoted to pit fiends. That's pretty fucking it's cool. It's so specific and good. Yeah. I love it. Like. <laughs> That's good. That's good, and it's good flavor, and I don't understand why they didn't put that shit in there. Because that would have taken one more little paragraph. One line. Like, <laughs> two lines. Yeah. You said it in two sentences. Mm -hmm. I just... Mm. <laughs> Especially since, like, why... Mm. It's so good, because then, after they have finally earned the promotion, and they're the final thing on the list, they sit in the hellfire of the pit of flame for 1,001 days in the fires, and they emerge from a chrysalis into a pit fiend. I like it. It's so good. I like it. Why didn't we get more shit about that? Especially if we're just going to talk about how they like promotions and shit. Why didn't we get, like, specific details on what it takes to promote? Especially since that is the character that we get. It's dumb that I we had to, like, delve into past edition lore and shit in order to get a sense for, like, what an ice devil actually wants like yeah. i think that what it, what it means to be an ice devil looking for a promotion like yeah. what, what what they gotta do yeah like, and i think that's it. i i i think that might be the the real core of it is that i'm not necessarily mad that it's like i like promotions it's like specifically what do i need to do to level up right like and i think that like making it a specific day count would be really fun. Like, maybe every devil has, like, a calendar. Like, this is my <laughs> three days until retirement. If you're leaving the house with his wife, like, bye, honey, mark off the calendar another day. Yeah, like, in devil culture, like, every, most, it's like a like a, an idiom that, like, most devils will fuck up in the last week before they're promoted, right? Like, in the same way that cops die, like, three days <laughs> yeah, before like, retirement or whatever. One week from retirement, damn. I think it is pretty good. I just, mmm... Why? <laughs> Why? Because the book just tells us that they just murder shit until they 
get the promotion and like, all right, yeah, that, that I guess is a start. And then it tells us what we already know about how it looks and that some of them carry spears that are icy because it's an ice devil. Yeah. We'll find that to be true, variantly. <laughs> Another little fun detail about how they are with pit fiends is that because they are the second under them and there is always so many of them, they're viewed as almost more important than pit fiends. Mm. So a pit fiend will be assigned to protect like a big group of Mm. these right uh, the cadets kinda and the idea is that if you ever come across a bunch of these ice devils and you start to fuck with them and go to kill them almost assuredly a pit fiend will be summoned into the fight to protect them oh that's that's really cool and relevant because the variant summoning rule for ice devils is that they just summon more ice devils yeah I know <laughs> I looked and not a pit fiend that's why I was like I gotta say this because that would break the balance of their war game <laughs> So that makes me mad, but I really like the idea of Hell Academy, where it's just a bunch of ice devils, and one of them's like this washout that's like, you know, fucking around, and one's like, oh, Poindexter. One's good at making sound effects. Yeah, exactly, and it's voiced by that guy whose name I can't I can remember, remember from Police Academy. You, you know the one. Yeah, you know. He was in Spaceballs. He, he had that really good scene. Noises. I like him. Uh, yeah, Hell Academy, I'm down. Down for Hell Academy. <laughs> Oh, Sarge will have my ass for sure. Oh, actually, you know, if there was a way, so, you know, you sometimes DM for me. Uh, people who DM for me who happen to be listening to the show, if you're going to try to make the blood war cool to me, it would definitely be through a comedic police academy or like <laughs> like Stripes or whatever that, that Bill Murray movie was. You have to like, <laughs> you have to almost anachronistically make it like... yeah. A, a modernish hell in a not modern setting just yeah. to make it kind of like yeah like the, the pit fiend just has a helmet on is like cadets i don't know <laughs> oh geez sarge <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> you'll scrub out Medea's asshole if i say you would <laughs> well gadzooks <laughs> oh no so that's that's the way that the blood war sounds good to me <laughs> but that's the only way that i'm ever going to be interested in the hells as like a militant force all, i think all other blood war need not apply yeah that is the that is that's the only way for me there's that and the other one that i had i was thinking about was like uh an adventure into the with the pit of fire or yeah. whatever to stop all of the Ice devils turning into pit fiends oh, just to prevent oh my to prevent pit fiends from being made. Like long game, like a sabotage. Like oh my god, that's really fucking. So I was gonna go in the opposite direction where like the players become public enemy number one, and then the death squad of like wash out ice devils gotta come after them. And it's really funny, uh, but I do like the idea of like long gaming hell, where like the king comes to the players and they're like, we know the hell force will come soon. You must stop. You must stem the tide by, like, fucking sabotaging Hell Academy from graduating. <laughs> and so you're, like, like taking advantage, like, you know, trying to keep them from killing other demons or, and stuff like that. That would be quite good. I like that. And then it becomes, like, like, a, like an anti-fight of sorts where, like, you're, you have to... Or you have to trick the Ice Devils into fucking up 
before their 777 days are done. Yeah. Like, you have to, Just to like, you have to like, sabotage their progress. Yeah, like, like, listen, man, we can hold out against the Helltide for... We can, but we need one year to do it. <laughs> so you gotta go and fuck up the Hell Cadets so that we don't get a whole bunch of pit fiends on us, right? Like, that would be kind of cool, like, if you did a campaign where both the devils and the demons were in, like, a weakened state for some reason, and, like, the hells were amassing their forces, and you kind of have to delay by any means necessary, so you go to the, the, the layers of hell, and you have to fuck up Hell Academy. That would be quite good. I like that quite a bit. It would be quite fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So so steal that idea. Use it, because I want to see it more. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, do you want to talk about the mechanical stuff? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> So mechanically, the Ice Devil is a large fiend, lawful evil, it's devil. It has a challenge rating of 14, so we're getting in we're getting into it. Not quite endgame, but we're like there, which is, you know, appropriate for a second in command devil below, you know, pit fiends. They have an armor class of 18, which is average for a 14 CR. They have a 180 hit points, which is a little bit below average, but we'll find that these guys are fairly good at not getting swarmed. They have a higher than average run speed of 40 feet and their attributes are, you know, getting into the OC do not steal where like the strength is obscenely high and the constitution is really high and the intelligence is really high and the charisma is really high and then the decks and the wisdom are just kind of high. <laughs> Defensively, they're quite powerful. Not only do they have all those bonuses to attributes, but they also get saving throw bonuses to dexterity and constitution and wisdom and charisma. So, you know, the big spell casting ones yeah. once again. You ain't gonna get a spell off on these guys. Unless you're a scion. Don't even try. Just, yeah. just stop. Yup. I mean, like, the AC isn't that high, right? So if you're doing a two-hit spell, you could, at, yeah. at level 14, at you level could make 14, that work. At level 14, you should be having, like, a plus 11 or yeah. plus 12 to hit. So, yeah. like, it's not that bad. But. So that, that that could do it. But, you know, if you're trying to, to do any of that fun, fun debuffing, it's just not gonna work. And, like, by the way... That fucking sucks, right? Like, at the very least, give it, like, give give attack, like, two hit spells disadvantage on it, which, like, I understand would be like, oh, now I can't even use cantrips, right? Like, yeah. in why, some why way. Why be a spellcaster at all? Yeah, but, like, if you're going to make a monster that is resistant to spells, why why shaft the debuffers so hard, right? Yeah. It, it's wild that it makes the, the end of the game feel pretty much useless yeah because end game mage stuff is all saving throws yeah which like is the kind of way to balance that out i guess right so like i'm imagining the intent is that you know at the very least we'll give you like if you need to cast eldritch blast or something on it or if you need to cast like ray of frost or whatever obviously it wouldn't work for this but like the the two hit spells are what'll what you will be doing for this fight so that you don't feel totally useless right but it does feel kind of bullshit it does feel kind of unfairly targeted toward debuff casters and that could just be because like i mean i feel it and i don't play a debuff caster but you almost always yeah exclusively play debuff caster which is why i'm the first you <laughs> yeah. know to bat for for debuff casters in this in this stuff yeah like and again i've said this doesn't it's cool for like one or two of fights like if oh we're gonna do a hell trip i'm basically my all my super powerful spells 
are going to be really useful or going to be really useless during this time. I get that and I get why that's cool. I do think that this is just like a system failing where like they should have like save or suck should not have been the, the modus operandi for all debuff spells and instead they probably should have done like a if you if you succeed the save you get this reduced effect as opposed to it's just not affected yeah i mean like i was kind of talking about this with jess last night about the system of D and how power ramp doesn't really work or make sense near the late game just because like it either becomes you're a melee character and you're you're like a paladin and you're the strongest character in the entire game or you're a mage and every high level monster has resistance to everything you can do yeah yeah i mean like on some level the spells make up for it to an extent i do think that it does also kind of lead to this fun because like i like the nerd poker play for bosses like legendary saves i think are kind of cool because you get to be like ah should i blow this spell slot now or should i save it i think that's kind of fun and engaging but yeah i think that it was a misguided choice to to make control spells be so save or die like that yeah legendary saves uh legendary resistances i've also kind of dropped off on in liking them i used to be like oh, okay it's a neat little thing to extend a fight but now like the dm knows all the spells you have right yeah so like it's very easy for the dm to kind of yeah he'd be like I... oh i won't blow this because i know that they're probably waiting to hold monster me like, yeah, it's it gets a little in my head. It gets a little bit like yeah. too metagamey. Hypothetically, I mean, like, yes, that is that is probably technically true. I mean, yeah, you're right. I I personally, when I DM, I don't really keep that watchful of it. Like, I just kind of keep right because I think on on some level, best practices for being a DM is not to design encounters specifically for your party, but rather the ideal party. So like, right. if you want, you can be like, well, I know that this character is like a teleportation character, so I'll do something to stymie somebody just being able to immediately teleport in there. But that's about it. And for the most part, I, I think it's best practices to design obstacles around the like quintessential party. Like, oh, a party would probably have a wizard that could teleport them like once in there. So I'll like stymie teleporting for this and not necessarily try to block the players in that way. All of which is just to say, I don't really memorize my player spells. I mean, much. like, yeah, for sure. But I, I'll if, keep at, like, if somebody, like, if, for example, somebody uses banishment on every fight, if, like I do. If, for example, one of your players almost always does, like, 80 to 90 fire damage in yeah. the first round of combat, You'd and think you almost always put something to me like, oh, hold on now. Yeah, yeah, so, like, on some level you can stymie that shit i think and, and even then like if a dm is trying to use legendary resistances to specifically target one kind of spell that still kind of feels like a way to like you know we can i can still outmaneuver you if we make it so that you must resist this effect we'll or this else. other effect right like because even if like even if you as dm are like you <laughs> you got fucking feeble mind don't you i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure you don't get off a of feeble mind but oh shit, the paladin still, or like, you know, the cleric has some crazy ass cleric spell that I can't even think of right now. Like, oh fuck, flame strike. The wizard whatever. cast meteor sw swarm or whatever. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or something like that. It becomes more like what is the lesser of two evils, right? Which which I think is kind of a fun way to to think of, of combat in that way, right? What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about... Uh, 
Saving magic. Throws. Yeah, Originally, we were talking about saving, saving throws, throws and magic. magic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's so that's that. Sometimes just think about game design, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, whatever. <laughs> what are we here for if not about that? Pursuant to that, it gets the resistances that you would... Ex- well, not necessarily the resistances that you would expect, right? So this one is only resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons that aren't silvered because it's immune to cold damage and also fire and poison damage, yeah. which, like, I kind of wish they'd reversed it, right? Like, I kind of wish it was just resistant to fire damage, and yeah, not immune to fire damage because it's an ice devil. Yeah. It's just like the Pokemon in my brain thinks that makes more sense. And I think that almost would be kind of cool. Like It also is neat if they're not immune to fire damage and they have to sit in the fires right? and hit a fire for Wouldn't a thousand fucking, like, days. Yeah, like a final <laughs> test for an ice devil is you have to be something that's not immune to fire. You take away that crutch and you just have to like be cursed this yeah. entire that's kind of fucking cool That'd be cool as hell i'm you know what that's what it is <laughs> don't check the actual stat block just listen to what i'm saying to you they're only resistant to fire damn mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a really cool idea wizards of the coast <laughs> you fucking owe me money merles they're also immune to the poison damage and the poison condition as we all know in terms of their senses, we're getting a little bit of cool. Like I said, they have blind sight up to 60 feet. I like to think it's because they got little antennae. Little bug bits. Mm-hmm, little bug bits. Uh, they also have the dark vision out to 120 feet that you would expect and have a all right passive perception of 12. I like that they have blind sight uh, because this is a monster that is lives or dies by controlling the space. So like I talked a lot about like area denial of the fight. This is pretty much like the area denial of the fight fight. And I like that it has blind sense so that it like always has kind of a perfect knowledge of what's going around in the battlefield to an extent, right? Like, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, It gets the languages infernal because it's the devil. And it also gets the telepathy out to 120 feet because it's a devil. Which means that, it, you know, we've we've talked about this. It can talk to players and that can be fun and it can give commands to uh, devils and that can be a way. In terms of its traits, uh, we're not getting into the fun shit yet. It gets the devil sight, which means it can see through darkness, magical darkness. Uh, and it gets the magic resistance, which means that debuffers get to fuck themselves. Uh, in terms of its actions, it can make three. So there's a variant version of this. I kind of want to save it to the end because it's kind of a game changer, right? Like it's kind of a, a big deal, the variant spear thing that it gets. So like leaving that aside till the end. Its actions basically like it's... It's get it gets effectively two actions. One's a multi-attack, a three-part multi-attack, where it can bite, claw, and tail. I kinda love when it's three separate attacks, because oh, I always yeah. imagine it like a like it's a fighting game, like an arcade brawler. Like <laughs> it's doing a combo. Yeah, move. it's yeah, like pop, pop, crap. <laughs> when I tap A three times, he does bite, claw, and then butt stab. <laughs> the bite, so like they all get a plus ten to hit, which is a little bit above average, as I recall, for for its CR. Yeah, it's a bit above average. The bite is a reach of five. It does 12, 2d6, plus five piercing damage, plus 10, 3d6 cold damage. The claws also have a plus 10 to hit. It does 10, a little bit below, 2d4, plus five slashing damage, plus 10, 3d6 cold damage. And then the tail, it got a 10 foot reach. It also has a plus 10 to hit, and it does 12, 2d6, plus five bludgeon damage, plus 10, 3d6 cold damage. I like that it's all of different types as well. Yeah, it's weird that it's bludgeoning for the tail. I, th- I would have swore piercing Yeah, because it's spiky. I thought it was going to be piercing as well, but no, I guess he just whacks with that shit. It's just in case. Yeah. You gotta, gotta cover your damage type. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> the players are just level 14, so 
So maybe they still have a weakness to <laughs> piercing or something. I don't fucking know. It also gets the other thing, which is the interesting thing. Y'all know Wall of Ice, right? It gets that on a recharge six. So basically what happens is uh, the Ice Devil on a recharge six, uh, I can take this action where it just forms a wall of ice on a solid surface that it can see within 60 feet of it. Pretty cool. These are basically just the rules of the spell wall of ice. Yeah. The wall is one foot thick. It's also up to 30 feet long and 60 feet high. 10 feet high. Uh, 10 feet high, up to 30 feet long and 10 feet high. Uh, and it can also make a dome that is about 20 feet in diameter. So I think the range is a little bit shorter, right? Don't most wall spells have a 60 foot length, as I recall? Maybe I'm crazy. Wall of Ice is a weird one because right. it lets you do a dome too, so. Okay, well, I might be wrong. I'm just going to keep going yeah. and we're just going to assume I'm wrong. <laughs> I think you're right. All right. 120 feet. Okay. 120 foot. It's 120 foot range. It says there's no like listed. 10 10 foot square panels. Okay, Jesus. 10, 10. It's it's the word 10 and then it says 10 foot square panels, so I couldn't see okay, like how right. long the wall was. Right. So, yeah, so it's, so it's like 100 good, feet long. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. so in some ways, you know, this is a reduced version of Wall of Ice. It's still quite potent, especially to be able to do it. Yeah. Several times in a in a fight. Uh when when the wall appears, each creature in the space of a wall is pushed out by the shortest means. Wall spell stuff. Uh, the creature can choose which side of the wall to end up on, unless the creature. The, mostly these are just like edge case things. So like if uh, the bulk, of, the big important thing is that if you are next to the wall or uh, end up in the wall. So like if you're if you're pushed out of the way of the wall, you got to make a DC 17 deck save, which is uh, a little like t a stage a standard deviation below average or take 35 10d6 cold damage, or half as much if you save. Interestingly, and I don't super pay attention to Wall of Ice, so I don't, this I'm sure is still the case. Uh, if, so so the wall can be damaged, right? So like it has a little tiny AC of five and only 30 HP, so you can break through the wall and it's vulnerable to fire damage because it's an ice wall. If it's destroyed, it leaves behind like a little bit of like cold space. It leaves a cold spot in the in the world. And if you walk through like the second you finish walking through this cold space, you got to make a DC seven con save or take another 17 5d6 cold damage or half as much if you make the save. And the interesting thing is that that stays for a minute unless you destroy the entire wall is kind of how I'm reading that. I mean, like it also so so I guess there are two ways to read that. It says the the frigid air, the cold spot in space, will dissipate when the rest of the wall vanishes, which I'm taking to mean, like, you could just destroy the whole wall if you wanted. Yeah, probably. Or at least that's how I'd rule it, if somebody was gonna take the time to do a big-ass fireball on each individual component of the ice wall. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the, the spell wall of ice just to see. It does do the thing where it leaves behind the frigid air, but it doesn't specify how long it lasts. It doesn't even have that little bit of blurb text hmm. about it stays until the rest of the wall vanishes. Weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Also, this one is a slightly weaker version of the spell because, like, the walls have an AC of 12 mm. for the spell. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's interesting that this one, which is on, like, a recharge and they could do multiple times, is just, like, a little weaker. Yeah. But it's easier to destroy the wall, which sort of makes it easier to make yourself take damage. Yeah. Which is kind of a... It's kind of cool. Well, like, the damage 
budget for the primary attacks isn't that big, right? It's a little bit below. So I'm just imagining like the the wall of ice is just an optional way to pad out the the extra damage, right? So like I kind of like this mechanically, where like you know the the ice devil has blind sense, can see through darkness, has all these things, and knows exactly where everything's at, and can use this spell to like trap and control and make an interesting area denial environment out of anywhere. Yeah. Right. So I think that would be really cool. Uh, a really cool way to like, like you're, you know, you're hedging the players and blocking off frontliners and like, because the run speed is a little bit faster than, than normal. I like to think that this is kind of a, like a chess esque, like I'm trying to outmaneuver the ice devil while it's putting up walls and blocking off things and whatnot. And so like this persists, right? There's not a concentration. I was going to say that actually. you can just this like, is keep like going. Yeah. Cause it's not a spell that has to concentrate on. Yeah. It can, as long as, like, the time has not run out and the walls have not been destroyed, it can just kind of yeah keep yeah making a maze of ice. Yeah, which is cool. Like, you're only going to get it off maybe, like, two or three times in a fight. But I do like the idea that the players have to adapt to the ice devil changing the environment on the fly, mm -hmm. which is cool. I like that as an encounter idea. I love that it can do the dome thing too because it mm. is also a really aside from just making a wall the players can run around it is nice to like put them in a dome yeah. where they have to waste their action to yeah. get out or someone has to waste their action to break yeah. that person out yeah it feels like another fun way to do nerd pro poker where it's like oh the paladin hasn't used its smite today huh you're going in time out for an action buster especially because like if you do the dome and put someone in it whether they break the, themselves out or someone else breaks them out, one or two people are taking damage in that exchange yeah. where they destroy this dome. Yeah. Because it will leave behind the cold ice, right? Yeah. yeah, and yeah, and that can be another fun way to kind of hedge off squishier, like the rogue, and like if the sorcerer is feeling uppity, it keeps characters from all swarming at the ice devil where they kind of have to make a choice like do i want to take this damage or take the long way around the invisible rogue is behind it like i'm gonna do the sneak attack next round and suddenly ice dome yeah blind sense <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i do i do let so i often play rogues if i'm not playing debuffers i'm playing rogues uh, and I do kind of like it when things secretly have blind sense. Yeah. And you just kind of get got. <laughs> just, oh, fuck. Oh, beans. Yeah, oh, dang, I have not done stuck myself again. <laughs> so that's fun. That's that's good and fun. Uh, the variant rules for the Ice Devil is, it's a trip. Yeah, I didn't know the second part of this, actually. Yeah. I just saw the movement speed thing. So this is cool. I yeah, yeah. So alternatively, you can give that Ice Devil a spear. It does not seemingly impact its CR, which does not seem true to me, but all right. It gets one less attack. It gets one less attack, so it gets to do, oh boy. 12, 12 less 10, damage. 20 less damage, <laughs> or whatever. Instead, it can either make, uh, if you give it a spear, it can take two attacks, one with spear and one with tail. The tail does the same. The spear also has a plus 10 to hit, also has a 10 foot reach because it's a spear. On a hit, it does 14, 2d8 plus 5 piercing damage, plus 10, 3d6 cold damage. If... The target is a creature, so no wall stabbing here. <laughs> if the target's a creature, it has to succeed on a DC 15 con save, which is, you know, fairly below average, which is cool because this can hurt. Uh, or for one minute, its speed is reduced by 10 feet and it is, you know, like this is kind of like a, a low tier slow where it can either take an action or a bonus action on each of its turns, not both, and it can't take reactions. 
However, you can repeat the save at the end of each of your turns, ending the effect on a success. Yeah. So this is another really cool way to keep control on the players where it's like, ah, rogue's getting uppity, slowed, and then runs away. It right? is good with the CR that this creature is that it also doesn't do the thing where if you save out of it, you're immune to it, mm -hmm. which is in effect that uh, a thing I hate on effects yeah. where yeah. you become immune to things. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, good it's, that this could lock down the same person more than once. Because yeah, it needs that. Yeah, it feels cool. It feels good. You know what I I do really like? I like that it doesn't have a fly speed. Yeah, I, I thought it did for some. I guess because it's a bug. Yeah, but it's yeah, big. it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, and that is good. Yeah, especially like this is seeming more and more like a really complex, intricate keep away fight. We're like, oh, I'm going to slow you, run away. Oh, I'm going to freeze you and run away. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put a wall over here and it, run away. It would be worse if it could just kind of like yeah. fuck off into the sky. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. I would we. I would make the argument that I often make where it's like, you know, don't play keep away too hard. I like that. it. You, I feel like you don't have to hold back with this as much, especially since the players are level 14. The Ice Devil only has a run speed of 40 feet. So like, I feel like you can use all of your tools without it feeling boring. Yeah. Right. Like in some ways, I think that the fight part and again, I'm getting really mad that this is like a common theme to devils. <laughs> the fight part, I think, is very solid. Yeah, it is. But I wish the lore details were cooler. So, yeah, I think that's about it. And, you know, complexified as much as you like. We call, we often talk about, you know, fire pits and poison pits and <laughs> darkness pits. Yeah. Uh, and that's always a fun thing to add. Uh, I like the idea that, like, I almost, like, want to see... I think it would be kind of a fun, like, game experiment to see what each devil would do in, like, a prison cell environment, right? So, like, talking about chain devils and how they're kind of contingent on a specific, like, like chains being around them, mm -hmm. I kind of like the idea of what each devil would... how each devil would handle a specific room, uh... And I, I think it would be cool to to do like, a, you know, like obviously for a, a fight of this style, I think it would be nice to have a more enclosed kind of arena, like a crumbling prison where it's like there are cells you can duck into. But oh, no, he's trapped you in the cell with ice magic, but maybe you can break through a crumbling wall or something like that. Just like a very mutable environment, I think would be really cool for this kind of fight. Yeah. Right, like, oh, there's a fire pit, but also it's ice. So if he puts the ice in the fire, the ice melts, right? Like, yeah, I think that would be I think there could be like a really cool systemic interplay with this specific devil. Uh, that would be very interesting to me. I want to say I like this guy, but <laughs> yeah, I only really like him because of stuff I read somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, like in terms <laughs> like of the fight. lore, like the fight, yeah. like I said, yeah, the fight is good. The lore is a, but the fight's good. Yeah, because that's. Just the life we live now. The fight's good. It's the fight, the fight, uh, the life we will live for an indeterminate amount of time in the future. Well, like two, three more weeks. Yeah, what is dinosaurs after that? Yeah, but dinosaurs, <laughs> we can talk about dinosaurs. Honestly, like we'll hit all the dinosaurs at once. I'm tempted to just hit all the dinosaurs at once. <laughs> they, we probably should because yeah, there's just because it's just like bite tail. tail. Yeah, yeah think, we'll hit all the dinosaurs. Yeah, I think we'll do all the dinosaurs in once. Then we get motherfucking Displacer Beasts. That's true. Displacer Beasts are good. I love Displacer Beasts. I least... Stay tuned for Displacer yeah, Beasts. Yeah, everybody in tune in to Displacer weeks. Beasts in X <laughs> amount of time. And then Doppelgangers, that'll be fun. For some reason, I thought it was going to be uh, dinosaurs straight into dragons, but that's summarily not true. We get a couple bangers in between them. Uh, doppelgangers, the devils we should have gotten. That'll be fun. <laughs> so, yeah. 
we there there's some joy to be had we're there's a light at the end of the tunnel until then we got to do spine devils which uh, i like the art for so yeah okay. they they look cool <laughs> surprise <laughs> but yeah but yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of Tooth and Nail, feel free to leave us a review at places where podcasts are traded and bartered for. I'll take <laughs> one podcast. Here's my goat. Thank you. I've Tip got my a hat. Bushel of oranges. Do you have any podcasts about devils? Mm, a bushel of oranges will get you mm, maybe like half of a podcast in a commercial break. All right, fine, deal. <laughs> so be it. If you didn't like Tooth and Nail. Uh, I would recommend you not listen to any more to it now because this was probably like, I think this was one of our better episodes. Uh, so it's all downhill for here. Feel free to check out some other stuff at nerdsmith.org instead than I would recommend uh, where you'll find much better, higher quality, better made things than to the nail. Just consistently just shit on us. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they tell us not to punch down, but. But I mean, like, punch ourselves. Punch ourselves. <laughs> we're the we're the downest we can get. We're, I'm I feel pretty down all the time, truthfully. Yeah, fair. What's our creature comfort for today? I don't know, but I feel like you need it. Yeah. <laughs> go 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 to bed. <laughs> go to sleep. Quit waking up early. It's yeah. It's nap. It's nap time. We recorded this super early for context, and so it's nap time. Have a good nap. Bye.